0: Hi, everybody. Y'all tell welcome, everybody, on the internet. Welcome. welcome. Thanks. <laughs> there we go. That's well, it's live. Oh, you're live already. That's good. Tim's I'll, pray. Fast, fast I'll fast pray. on the trigger. But that is good stuff. I'm going to ask you to pray for us, and we'll jump into the message. Good to see everybody.
1: Oh, Lord Jesus, uh, thank you so much uh, for you. Thank you for everyone here. Oh, Lord God, I, I, you know, I know that there are needs that are, are mentioned and, and unspoken, Father, so we lay them before you. Uh, Father, take this message and make it so much more than a man could bring today. Uh, Father, uh, that it would come in power and in strength to transform your children. Uh, Lord, God, to equip us, to, um, you know, just to challenge us uh, to be more and more like Jesus Christ. Uh, Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to jump on in. The tapers is rolling. Everybody's ready for a word from the Lord. Amen? Amen. I got y'all ready for a word from the Lord. I know I've been seeking him, that's for sure. And I know that God's going to show up on this thing today. Now, this is a kind of interesting title called Putting Our Faith on Trial. Let me tell you what that's all about there. Uh, I think every day that our our faith is on trial. How about you guys? Because we have an opportunity to respond Christ-like or not. Amen? But I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And I want to just jump on in and just uh, share what I had right out of the shoot here. Well, there we go. Let me get all my notes together. Very good. So, what I want to do, I'm going to start out with the reading of First Peter. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. If you got your Bibles today, that's great. For some reason, you don't. You probably got a smart smartphone, iPad, all that. You never know what God wants to show you, and you can go back to His Word. So, we always want to have that handy. But I want to look at this a little bit today and read our first scripture here. First Peter four twelve says, "Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery darts, fiery trials you are going through, as if someone. I got to get over here where I can see it." Uh, that something strange were happening to you. Now, when when you start going through, something, you say, like, why me? Anybody say, why me? Oh, come on now. We do. Why me, right? You know? And and, and I think that's a, a common uh, thought process. I mean, My goodness, Lord, what's going on here? But I'm going to tell you what. We shouldn't uh, have to be surprised in things because we know that we're going through different things. Trials and tribulations. Amen? And look at this here. When we go through our Christian walk, one thing I can guarantee you, we will have tests. Amen. How many people like tests in school? My wife will probably say yes. She does good. If I got the grades my kids did, I'd love it. I did. not Man, I see some of my schoolmates in here, they're going, amen. <laughs> anyway, now you know why I'm a preacher. I was praying way back then. Man, we need all the help we can get. But so we shouldn't be surprised when we go through trials. But I didn't say it should be comfortable, right? Nobody wants to sign up for that. But how are we going to know what we really believe? And unfortunately, that's what happens with the test. So many times that's what's going on here. So being a Christian is not saying that you'll never have tough times. Amen? I think some people come to Christ or at least hear the message and say, Oh, I'll pray this prayer and everything's going to be great for me. All right? That's not the deal. Read the rest mm-hmm. of the story. I tell you what is going to be great for you is this, that you'll never have to worry about your, your, your uh, eternal destination. Because it's secure in Christ. When you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, the shed blood of what Jesus Christ did to purchase us out of sin debt, to redeem us and set us in the family of God, amen, we got something to be excited about, amen? Amen. I get a little excited right there. And people say, man, you get excited about Jesus. I said, do you have any idea what he saved me from? Do you think about that? Do you realize that he has rescued you from hell? Do you realize that he says all your sin has been taken away. Man, I'm surprised y'all ain't swinging from a chandelier after hearing something like that, man. This is good stuff. So going back to putting our faith on trial, let's talk about that a little bit more. So, there's an old saying that says, you know what? If you were put on trial today for being a Christian, would they find enough evidence in your life to convict you? I said it like this one time. I said, you know what? If somebody ran into your neighborhood and said, hey, look, I need to know where a Christian lives. Would your neighbors point them to your house? Or would they say, I, yeah, I, I think it's down there. Right? Would they say, you know what? Those folks are living in such a way that we know that they honor the Lord. Didn't say your life is perfect. Didn't say we did miss the mark. Don't miss the mark because we surely do. Amen? Preaching to me first. But I want to say that we are striving to be more like Christ. We're striving because of the Holy Spirit that is deposited in us. Is wooing us to the things of the Lord. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. And you can say amen anytime you want in here. That's a good stuff. All right. Don't just sit on the sidelines. We want to have a, a little bit of a cheerleading going. We got any cheerleaders in here? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, don't worry. We ain't going to make you dress out. Y'all can read people on too. Lord knows you don't want to see my knees, man. You got two nine inch scars on there, but I got brand new knees. Ain't that good? Woo them guys at work said, man you can really move now I said, how old are your knees they said, oh 55 I said, my knees are about 11 months old keep on going God is good man God will use a doctor right he'll use technology and we give God the glory for all those things so being a Christ follower doesn't mean that, that you got a past where you never have problems sometimes I'm going to tell you what sometimes when you give your life to Christ it seems like you seem like your problems get bigger does that happen to anybody the devil was leaving me alone when I was doing what I wanted to do and working for him, I was on the devil payroll. But when I came over to to, to to walk with Jesus, he said, oh boy, that guy's got a big mouth. We got problems, right? So things will flare up from time to time. But guess what? Read the last chapter in the book. We win. Victory in Jesus. How many know they got victory in Jesus? Absolutely. Give the Lord a hand that. So I got some more scriptures. Most of them are up here. I want you guys to go ahead and take a, a couple of notes if you would. John 16, says this. Jesus speaking, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Somebody say peace. peace. In the world you will have what? Tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Somebody say amen if they believe that.
1: Amen.
0: So Jesus tells us, guess what? There are going to be some bumps and bruises and setbacks in your life. Let me say right here. I am never, ever, ever minimizing what you're going through. I know people going through a lot of different things. i went through different things and all that. But when it's at your house, it's a big deal. Amen? So I never, ever uh just, just kind of gloss over that. My, my heart is filled with compassion for folks going through different things. But <coughs> my heart is also filled with the victory of Christ. And I want to get it to you. I want to get the word to you. I want you to know about his healing. I want you to know about his restoration. I want to know about his forgiveness. Anybody like hearing about forgiveness? Just a few of you? Man, how many people know that it is easy to forgive people? (laughs) I thought I'd catch you on that. Sometimes we just can't do it on our own. Holy Spirit has to help us. Now, I say this many times, too, when we talk about forgiveness. When we forgive somebody, it does not mean that we agree with the offense. It means that we agree that we will no longer have that offense shackle us to our past. Amen? That should be a freeing message for folks today. To receive God's forgiveness, but also give it. And it's very difficult at times because, man, there's all types of things. People have been hurt in their life, people have been done wrong. And, and you know what? But God is in the healing business and compassion business, and God's never going to send you the wrong way, is he? No. Let's keep on rolling here. So I had a couple of things here, and I, I thought about this. How many people have ever been to court? How many people like going to court? We need to flip the camera around sometimes. <laughs> the law officer says, I do. I do. <laughs> well, most folks don't. But, you know, do we ever think about our faith being put on trial? Now, if you were going to a court situation to state your case, how many people think they might prepare a little bit? I think everybody would be prepared. Come on in, brother. We got room. I think a lot of people would turn around and say, hey, let it, let it be in my Open the door. Come on in, brother. We got room. We ain't shy. Come on. But uh, anyway, how many people know that it's a great thing to prepare for for things of the Lord? Amen. Let's go back to that courtroom situation. If you were standing before the judge today, would they have enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian? We said that earlier. Would they say, oh, yeah. Or would they have all the witnesses in your neighborhood say, yeah, but Buddy Chapman got a weed eater and he told us what happened with that last week. <laughs> Y'all have to watch last week. Pray for your pastor if he's got a weed eater. <laughs> what I'm saying in here is that it's about a heart condition. It's about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and putting our faith and trust in him. But because of that, it should take hold through the Holy Spirit and we should start looking different to the world. We should look more like Christ. Amen. But it's a daily work, right? It's a daily thing. How many knows that we got to work with these things, but God says, I got you, right? So thinking about this, if we're going to prepare for the courtroom, how much more should we prepare for our life here on earth? How much more should we prepare because there's a day that the Lord says that we will stand before him and give an account? That to gets quiet there. Now look, your sin debt my sin debt has been taken care of on the cross. I want y'all to hear that very clearly now. It is done when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the shed blood and the cross. Everybody say amen. Amen. But you're still going to give account for how you live for the Lord, what we did. Can you imagine getting there, and I've mentioned this several times, and he goes, "Uh, Buddy Chapman, come on up. We're the 465,000 souls that i was going to reach, but you didn't hit the Facebook share button. I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but I know this. I'm going to do everything I can To tell people about the saving message of Jesus Christ. How about you? You know? Because guess what? When we get that attitude like that. It's not about us anymore. It's about Him. And when we start understanding how much God loves us. Everything else starts falling away. When we're praising the Lord. We get our eyes focused on what God's doing. And what He's done. How many people are excited about what God has done in their life so far? Amen. Man. You just start counting your blessings. When you wake up in the morning. Do you count your blessings? I know every day is not always a picnic. I know there's not rainbows every time, every day. Sometimes we've got aches and pains and different things and, and praying for family and all these different things. But however, the big picture is this. God is still working on the inside. God is in control, amen? Even when we're out of control, God's still in control. He's willing to pull us back in. So I'm going to read this again. John 16, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. How many know peace is priceless? Everybody, you look all on the news, they want peace, they want peace, they want peace, but they're burning everything and breaking stuff. I don't understand that. Maybe they meant the different type of peace. You know, I'm spelling it different. They want pieces of stuff, breaking stuff. I don't know. But I want the peace that passes all understanding, that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So with that being said, I want to read a little bit from our uh, selected chapters. And uh, we're going to get our minds wrapped around this thing. Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. amen. First Peter 4.12 says this. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad. Mm. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. So be happy when you are insulted for being a Christian. For then the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. How many people are happy when somebody talks bad about them about being a Christian?
1: I'm
0: going to get another drink of water on that one.
1: I'll
0: give you all another chance. How many people are excited about it? No, we're usually not, but if we unpack this verse, I think we can see how we can work through that, and God will show us the big picture, so let's look at this here, it's a whole lot easier to say this and read this than live this, amen, have you seen that in your life, man, you can read a Bible verse, boom, spit it out, pronounce everything, but how are we living it out, it's a little difficult sometimes, and I'll tell you what, it's basically impossible to do it on your own, that's why the Lord sent the Holy Spirit in us to help lead God and direct us, amen, so you're not in this alone. Somebody tell, tell somebody, says, so you're not alone. Tell them, tell them, tell them. You're not alone. Amen. So don't be surprised when we have fiery trials. Now, it doesn't say that it will be fun. How many know that being a Christian is not always comfortable? If it is, you need to check your walk. Right? Because there's going to be challenges. There's going to be times. There's things that we have to stand up for, Right? There's things that we should be standing up for. There's there's people we need to be praying for. There's things on your job, in your family, wherever. You know, God is, 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 you're taking him everywhere you go. And God is using you every time that you choose to be available. So let's look at a few more things. I said, Jesus never left us alone. I said, you know, when we go through something as a Christian and we come out the other side, people tend to say, "How how did you make it through that? You know, if I'm going through something, I want to talk to somebody that made it through the other side. How about you guys? I want to say, so what's going on? And see, when you're living for Christ, even in crisis, and you come through the other side, the answer is real easy. It's real easy, right? It comes back to this. It's about Jesus. Anybody ever had some hard times? Hands everywhere. How many think they probably have some more? You probably will. We don't sign up for that. We don't really want that. But what I'm telling you today is if we can gird our hearts and minds up with this message, when those things come, we'll have the full armor of God on. Amen. So that we can come together and walk this thing out. There are a few more things I wanted to grab out of this here. He says, You know what? He will give you peace in the midst of your trial. How many know this? I know from me. I've probably been treated worst. And nothing like the, the apostles and stuff come through. As a Christian, then if I was not a Christian. Do you think that's true in your life? Some? Yeah. And I wonder why that is. And I was praying about that last night. I said, Well Lord, I know we're going to be persecuted. If you were persecuted, well, surely we're going to be persecuted. But surely it's been nothing compared to the folks in the Bible times. Saw and a half. You know, beaten, whipped, ship shipwrecked, all those things. So I really can't say it's been that bad. I might have had my feelings hurt once or twice. How about you guys? Oh, only once or twice? (laughs) A lot of times. And I said, Lord, why is it that it seems like many times people treat me worse since I'm a believer than when I wasn't a believer? Well, probably because I'd have cussed them out before, right? (laughs) I'm just being honest. I'd be like, what you say? But now you try to take the high road. I'm just being honest, right? But now you take the high road and they think sometimes that you are a Christian floor mat. What do we say to that? Now, Stay your ground. You want to really do something? Pray for them. They don't know what to do then. Somebody yell at you everything. So I'll tell you what, I think, I'm just, I think we just need to pray. They're going, what? What? Because that just, they just don't know what to do with that sometimes. But the truth of the matter is the enemy will work through anybody that he can. Amen. So don't get all mad at them because the devil's just working with, with with his play toy any way he can. You remember Woody and that, what was that, the toy store? Right there? There's a snake in my boot. It reminds me of that sometimes. You just pull that and boom, and they just, you know, going on about their, their business, man. God didn't make us to be robots. He made us to be his children. And when we put our faith and trust in him, he puts this deposit of his spirit in us to bear witness on what we need to do and how we need to handle things. So when we walk through these difficult times, don't think you're the only one. Now, I know sometimes it's kind of hard. I want to look at this verse again. So be happy when you are insulted for being a Christian. Right? That's the tough part. But look at this. For then the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. How many like being in the presence of God? When his glorious spirit rests upon you. That's what I'm talking about. That's the promise that God says. He said, man, when you're persecuted, You know, for my name's sake, you're going to be blessed. You might not see it right then, but you know what? It's all going to shake out. And I know many of us have lived long enough to see it come around the other side. You know? But keep on striving, keep on going, and keep on asking the Lord for strength. I'm going to tell you what, think about some of the guys back in the Bible. This amazes me when I studied the Bible. I see some guys preach and, and, and they go, man, give your life to the Lord. Everything's going to be good. The money's going to fly in the window. You're going to get a new car. You're gonna do. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? God is good. I agree with that. All good gifts are from God. I agree with that. But that doesn't mean you're not going to have trials and tribulation. Amen. But we can be a good cheer because he's overcome that. But what happens is when people give a gospel like that, which is not the gospel at all, the good news. Yeah, that would be good news, but that's not the truth. The truth is that Jesus Christ came to pay your sin debt and my sin debt in full. To rescue us out of bondage of sin, amen? To redeem us. That's the deal, all right? Now, he doesn't say, okay, now everything's great and all this, right? And and please understand what I'm saying. The reason I'm taking so much time with this, I don't want people to hear the message, receive the message, and then when these trials and tribulations come into life, think God doesn't love you. That is a lie. God loves you even if you're going through a tough time. If you're going through a good time. It just popped in my mind, Mr. Charlie, every time I'd see him, i said, say, Mr. Charlie, how are you doing? He said, better than I deserve. Isn't that the truth? Better than I deserve. I think we all say that to a certain degree. But what I want you to see, what I want to do to prepare our hearts today is, because I know trials and tribulation are coming. But you know what? God's glorious spirit can rest upon us when we know Jesus Christ. So, when people are saying things about you, guess what? You know what? This is one thing I know. When we started doing the live stream stuff, I got a funny feeling. Everybody in the world is not going to like Buddy Town. Oh, well. You know? I'm not here to please people. I'm here to represent my Heavenly Father the best I know how. And, And you know what? And I will mess up from time to time, I'm sure. Keep praying. Let's get back up. I want to be quick to turn back to that and say, Lord, you know, what I'm trying to do what I believe you call me to do, you know. But you know what? That's just real life. And that's what we talk about here. Real life stuff. Sometimes we get sidetracked. Sometimes we take some bad turns. But I'm going to tell you this. We can still be of good cheer. How many know Paul might have had a tough time in the Bible? Man, look at that guy's deal. Read some of those things. How about Peter? He just blew it all the time, didn't he? He would just say stuff off the wall. One minute he's saying, you're the Messiah. You're the anointed one. You're, you're the son of God. And the next thing you go, I ain't never seen him before in my life. Aren't you glad he's in there? Do you ever feel like that? When t- What happens on your job when things really get tough? When things really start squeezing you? What comes out? What is the, what is the old saying? You know, why is it you squeeze an orange you get orange juice? Man, you squeeze, you know, apple, you get apple juice. What should happen when you squeeze a Christian? You should get Christ, right? That's not always the case. But I pray that as we build ourselves up in the Lord, God continues to prepare our heart. And yes, we will be put on trial, so to speak, each and every day. How many people at work, the the person that you've been witnessing to the most, the one you've been praying with at lunch, the one you're trying to lead to the Lord, will show up the day you blow it? (laughs) I had a guy I've been working with for years. And I had, I know this is hard to believe I had a little bit of a meltdown one day, right? And I go, I just can't believe it. I went, boom, hit this table. i was like, golly. And I turned around, and my buddy was there. He goes, I'm just glad I saw that. I said, oh, I'm not. I'm sorry about that. He said, I didn't think you was human at first. <laughs> you know, we got to see all of it, right? You know, he said, man, usually you can take it on. We all fall short of the glory of God. But you know what that man did? This is, this is, man, I almost made me cry. Thinking. He said, it's all right, dude. Come on, put his arm around. He said, it's all right. I said, I'm not mad that I blew it. I'm mad that I let somebody get me that mad to blow it. Does that make sense? I let him get under my skin, man. That doesn't usually happen too often, but it does happen. Doesn't anybody else? Go ahead and raise your hands. Go ahead and raise your hands. Thank y'all, because I thought I was getting getting lonely up here, man. I'm I'm bearing my whole heart, and y'all go, that ain't never happened to me. We need to pray for the pastor. (laughs) Absolutely. Man, John, John, he said something to John. He got him left. I'm I'm a teacher, Mm -mm brother. So, yeah, we all blow it in Mr. Mark sometimes. What about John the Baptist? He's a real crowd-pleaser, wasn't
1: he?
0: Bring him in. Talking to people, he got everybody there. They got the head man there. He said, well, hey, come on up here. Talking to Herod. Hey, what's going on? Hey, well, tell us something good. He said, you need to repent. You're sleeping with your brother's wife. Off with his head. Not a popular message, right? But he preached the truth. See, a lot of times it's not so much you do, it's what you say that people don't like it wasn't what Jesus, what Jesus did. is what he was saying. He said, he's the son of God. He said, I'm going to take away the sin of the world. You know, you tear this place down, I'm going to rise on the third day, right? And they, they couldn't wrap their minds around it. But let me tell you what. There ain't no better message than Christ risen. Amen? You guys excited about what's coming up here in a few weeks? We get to celebrate Resurrection Day. Why wait until then? We serve a living risen God every day. Somebody say amen. I'll tell you what, I get excited about that. Can you think about that? That you can come boldly to the throne of grace every day. You can turn around and say, God, I need some more mercy. And he doesn't say, well, you know, I gave your sister some mercy. I gave that Mike Buscheggers some mercy. I don't think I, I, no, are not fresh out of mercy. God doesn't say that, does he? There's times in my life, how about you, that I'm thinking if he could run out, he'd probably run out on me. But God says, you know what? My grace and mercy is new every day. Are you seeking the Lord? Are you coming before the Lord? Are you thanking the Lord for a fresh start? Anybody like fresh starts? Anybody like to go to court and they go not guilty? Huh, man? Anybody ever had that happen? Good. Anybody ever had them say guilty? You ain't gonna raise your hand. <laughs> hey, somebody's like this. They, go, they turned it into one of these. <laughs> yeah, guilty. But then they supply the mercy. See, we were all and are all guilty before God because of our sin all his sin and fall short of glory God but God says you know what I'm going to pay your sin debt in full Jesus said I'll go and I'll pay it in full that's what he did that's why we get excited about the cross man that's why we get excited about the resurrection of Christ so we know that we are going to have fiery trials everybody say amen if they believe that I'm trying to gird us up on this, you know? I don't know what we're going to deal with when we leave here today, but I'll tell you what, I pray that God will take this message and show us that it's going to be all right, amen? All right, let's keep on going. So fiery trials, let's look at this. I said, trials are part of our life, but never pleasant. I said, man, but when they hit home, when it's A, a friend of mine at work said, yeah, everything's fine until it ends up on their front porch. Do you know what that means? It's not a problem till it's your problem. Right? It's not a problem until your kid gets in trouble. It's not a problem until your marriage is falling apart. It's not a problem until you can't make your car pay. It's not a problem until you get the bad uh, report or whatever it may be. Then it's a problem. Lord, I'm asking you right now to help us to have compassion for folks that are going through things that maybe we're not going through. Just a little bit of compassion. Just a little bit of compassion. You might not be able to fix it, but you can encourage them. You might not be able to do anything, but you can bring him a ham biscuit and say, I love you. You know, something. Sometimes it's just listening. There's times, I, I, I want to tell you, yesterday was a tough time. Brother, Brother Bill passed away. I went down and I spent some time with the family. Miss Peggy and Mr. Bill, come a few weeks, would have been married 67 years. What do I say? I say, I'm sorry. And I say this, Ms. Peggy, you know that we know Bill's secure in Christ. And today, as Miles said it many times, when he took his last breath here, he took his first breath there. We point them to celebrate the celebration of life of our loved one that we know has put the faith and trust in the Lord. It's still painful here. It's still tough here. But let me tell you, all the difference in the world when you know that your loved one knows Jesus Christ, amen, that's why we do what we do. That's why we preach the message over and over. Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Win our life, anywhere. Like I said, drive through, tailor, don't matter, wherever you at. Tell somebody about Jesus, man. Because you know what? They need to know. We don't beat them with the Bible. We point them to the Bible. We don't, we don't lecture them. We love them. You see? And we ask the Lord to guide our steps in that. Amen? How many people ready to share the faith this week? Whole bunch, whole bunch, whole bunch. We got Bible tracks. We got anything. I have to take the CDs, Bible tracks, anything else. Hit the share button, whatever. Call me up on the phone. I'll help you out. Don't matter. Because we need to let people know that Christ loves them, And his return is coming. And the reason I say that because a lot of people don't like to preach on this, right? Hell. Without Christ as your Savior, you would spend eternity in hell. Oh, that seems kind of narrow. I didn't write the script. Jesus did. You got a problem with that, talk, talk to him. But I'm going to tell you what. What we need to do is say, Lord, show me from your word what I need to do. And God is faithful in showing me what to do. Amen. I pray that we are faithful in sharing the word. Now, we say we're going to have some trials and tribulations. So God tells us about that. He said, put on the full armor of God. I'm going to read through this. I hope you guys can follow along if you've got your Bibles. This is in Ephesians 6. Uh, Verse 10. It says finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's scheme. How many know the devil's got some schemes? I say this many times. Sin doesn't have to come in a 55 gallon drum. It just comes in a drip at a time. Next thing you know how did I get here? I can't believe I got. Oh my goodness. But you know what? God is going to take you back home. Verse 12. For our struggle is not not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, right? Against the powers of this darkness, uh, dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, what does it say? To stand, stand firm. Amen? Then he tells us how to get girded up for it. Then, with the belt of truth, buckle it around your waist. With a breastplate of righteousness in, in its place. And with your feet, fit it with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, look at this. Take up the shield of faith. How many people got the shield of faith today? All right. With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil, evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the what? Word of God. How many know? The enemy wants you to keep your Bible shut. He wants you to keep your mouth shut, right? He doesn't want you telling people about the grace of God and the goodness of God. He doesn't. He wants people to just get comfortable. Let me tell you, in my lifetime of fifty-two years, and and I was I did I've mentioned this before. I did not grow up in church. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was thirty. But I did know this: there has been a falling away from the Lord. Amen. There's different pockets and stuff like that. And I look out here, and this is a blessing to me. When I see friends I went to school with and everything else and see that God's moving in their life, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me when I look in the mirror and go, man, God, you'd save me? Come on. I first want to say, I would not pick me. How about you? I wouldn't. I'm thinking, you don't want me. But God says, I saw everything. You're still worth it. You're still worth it. God looks at your life, and says you're still worth it. Yeah, but Pastor Buddy, you don't know about last week and last night and last, you know, whenever. God does, and Jesus still came on your behalf. Anybody excited about that? See, when somebody, it's it's, it's, it's kind of neat when somebody loves you because, you know, your hair is just right. You know, you brush your teeth, then you got the right card. That's one thing. Do they really love you? When everything's stripped away and they still love you, you got something there. Amen. When I counsel people about getting married and stuff, I say, well, hey, you know, it's not 50 50. Sometimes it's 99 1. You're pulling the other one along. You know? Now, I tell my wife, I say, you look pretty, baby. I tell her all the time. She says, you're just saying that. I said, no, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And even if she's getting sick or whatever like that, I say, you're still pretty. I always say, you're looking good, baby. You're doing good. I'm cheering her on, man. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Because I'm in it to win it. Do we ever have a discussion? That's a Christian word, for say, do y'all argue? Yes. Do I win? Not normally.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I really don't. She'll come and, she's got this thing where she does this like facts and details thing and mess me all up. <laughs> well, yeah. So when I'm coming to you, I'm just telling you, man, I'm just bearing myself. We'll work through, we work through stuff too. If you <laughs> ever think your pastor's got it made, you know, or preachers or, or people in the ministry got it made. I don't think that's it. I think a lot of times it may be tougher because you know what? People think you're never going to have any problems, right? I'm trying to answer something, and I'm going through the line at food line. I'm trying to answer a prayer request and something, like that, and they're thinking he doesn't care. And, yeah, I do care, but it's you know I got to get my MVP card out too, you know. <laughs> and I'm typing stuff back, and it's like, oh, that wasn't good. So, <laughs> so if you ever get one of those things, and it's just real off the wall, he must be in food line. <laughs> I know he loves me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Give me a chance, man. That's crazy. But that man, oh man, well, he didn't call me right back. He I, but you know what? Don't get wrapped around following a man. Follow the Lord. I'm going to do my very best, friend, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what I'll let you down. I don't want to. I'm human. But God will never let you down. I'm going to tell you, the message that I'm preaching is not going to let you down. Amen? Jesus saves. He's the one. He's the one that we want to glorify. So let's go back from here. The Lord wants us to be battle ready. How many people would go out and know that there was a war going on and you just take your speed up? Everybody looking like, Ooh. yeah, huh? Oh. Just don't make you laugh. I didn't want to make you sick. I just not want to make you laugh. My son's going, when I get home, the boys go, Dad, you shouldn't have said that. I could always tell what I would I went just a little too far to go. Don't worry, I won't tell them your name is Jesse and Thomas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You'll be sitting at the lunch table next week by yourself, son. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know what? It's just real life, isn't it, with real people. So he wants us to be battle ready. He wants us to be prepared. Put on the full armor of God. How many people read their Bible this week every day? few. How many people prayed every day? few. More than a few. Hold on. I would think that's a great idea. It is, because you know what? When we our feet hit the floor, or even before that, the devil's working against you. You said, "Man, I thought you were going to be uplifting today." I am. I'm going to give you the tools to stay on top. Amen. Your Bible. He says, "Hey, the sword." Right? Look at this. Let's go back. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's the sword, man. Before we got the, the smartphones and everything and all that guys be on on the front porch at work when I come in there and smoke this cigarette. Hey, boy. I said, hey, what's up, guys? See, you brought your pocketbook today. I'd have my big Bible. I said, no, that's a sword. They said, a sword? looks like a pocketbook. I said, it's the sword of the Lord, man. That's good. I said, man, that thing will cut you right on there. That'll make a way right there. And They were like, they're putting their cigarettes out, man. They were, know, was, they were like this. Hey, man. I said, man, it's because it was just cutting that away, man. You know? i don't mean, know your buddies are rough on you, right? Oh, man, I got story after story on that. But uh, I, I, I won't share any of those. But, man, sometimes the people that, that you think are closest to you, they, they can cut to the deepest. Amen? Amen. Man, friendly fire hurts. It does. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. So we're going to put on a full-armor God be battle. Battle, a little, a little, a battle ready with our Bible. Say that three times fast. That'll get you. The shield of faith, man. I don't think about the shield of faith. I think about prayers. Anybody ever have a praying grandma? You blessed, brother. you are blessed. My kids are blessed. They got praying grandmas on both sides, right? How about a praying father-in-law? Amen, granddaddy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How many people got a father-in-law? Who just had a birthday yesterday. I do. Gotcha. <laughs> have <Happy> a birthday, granddaddy. <laughs> Get
1: back
0: <my hand> in. <laughs> You thought I forgot, didn't you? That's right. You never know what's going to happen here. forty-seven. Forty-seven. We're working on that. That's good. I got something good stuff. Yeah, but you know what? Some people say I don't have a praying family. You got one here. You got one here. If you're watching. We got a cyber family growing now, man. We got a cyber church happening. That's good too. We want to meet you in person, but if we can't, we love you right where you are. God is using. All different types of things to get his word out in these last days. Man, but I want to tell you, get battle ready. We have opportunity on Tuesday night to do some deeper Bible study. Read the word each day, like Miss Tanya said. Any of these things you could take over here. Uh, the devotions and stuff like that. If you need a Bible, we'll get you a Bible. It's all right. But whatever you can do, dig into the Lord. My prayer right now, in I mighty name of Jesus, I'm going to stop right here. Lord, give us a hunger for your word. Give us a hunger for your word. Man, I tell you, I know, I mentioned this before. And I start out, and I, I, how many people like to journal a few things? I write down a few things that God's showing me. And I write down a few things God's showing me. And I say, man, and, and I say, man I'm just going to do this. I want to do this every day. And it's, not, it, it's about I need to do it when God nudges me to do it. But I look and I go, wow, I haven't written anything down in a month. That doesn't mean I haven't been praying. That doesn't mean anything else. But it shows me when I do that, how far I could drift off just a little at a time. Still studying all the time. Still praying all the time. Still doing these things. I'm not saying that you're a bad Christian because you don't journal. That's not what I'm saying. It gives, for me, it, it, it puts a little bit of a stick out there and says, you know what? Look look, look where you're at here. I went back, and I found one of my own journals from like five or six years ago. And I hate to say it, I looked at and I said, I want to meet that guy. Wow. I want to meet that guy. Wow, what happened? still love the Lord, I'm still praying, I'm still doing this. You know what happens? If you don't guard your God time, the devil will rob it. doing a bunch of good things, but you need to make sure it's the God thing. You know I'm like, wow, what's going on here? I was writing down all the time, and this is what God was showing me, and all these things how many messages have I missed that God was whispering to me? and I just kept on walking. you know, so don't say that to beat ourselves up. Because I was just like, "Wow, Lord!" And the Lord just laid on my heart. I'm still here. Wow, I'm still willing. I'm still speaking. I still got my word. Come on back, right? That's amazing. Because I want to grow in the Lord. How many people started out doing uh, all their workout the first of the year? How many people still going? The guy at the gym was like. Looking at the ID and everything. You know, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm getting back in the groove, right? We, We start those things and then they kind of tail off. This is the day message, a message for today to encourage you to get back in the groove on your spiritual workout. Amen? Your spiritual workout. Keep on building in the Lord. Let's keep on going. All right? So how many people got the shield of faith? Got the word? Ready? Let's go. Let's keep on rolling. So that's in Ephesians, if you guys ever want to do a little bit more study on that. What else happens to us from time to time? Fears come in. Man, fear. It's a real thing in it. Let's take a look at this. I'm gonna pick it up a little bit. I said, fear. Fears keep God's best at bay. Y'all believe that? It will. It'll rob you. It'll, it'll rob you peace. Second Timothy 1 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's what you get from God. How do you know when things are good from God? They line up with His Word. Amen? Not what somebody thinks, but somebody might say, is it going to line up with the Word of God? So, you know what? Fear robs us from God's best. Let's keep on going. Fear multiplies our problem, not our faith. Have you ever seen anybody, they just keep talking the problem? Over and over and over and over and over. and you know, I got it, buddy. And over... And they get overwhelmed. I am not saying that the problem is not for real. I'm not saying that it's not a big problem. But I'm saying I have never, like I said a few weeks ago, I've never seen anybody worry a problem away. But I'm going to tell you what. If you dig into the word of God and you speak the word of God, guess what? It starts lifting our hearts and our eyes higher. So we got our eyes on God, the problem solver. It elevates God. It glorifies God. Guess what? I get excited just telling you that. So guess what? That's what we need to do. We start praising the Lord. I had a buddy of mine that said, he said he was going through a tough time. He said, but I got that all worked out. He said, I said, how's that? He said, well, I didn't feel good, so I praised more. My finances got a, t- a tax, so I gave more. <laughs> he went through everything. I said, well, sounds good? He said, man, I'm just as happy as I had good sense. He said, because I shifted my eyes from the problem to the problem solver. I'll never forget that. He shifted his eyes to that. You got to get our eyes on that. See, we need our eyes on the Lord. We get our eyes on God's hand. You hear know what I'm saying? What can you give me? Fix it. How many know throwing money at a problem does not always fix it? Amen. Amen. Man, you can just keep throwing and you can keep digging. Keep throwing, keep digging. There are things that we go through that God uses finances. uses other people and things like that. But, Sometimes when, when I, uh, I minister to people and talk to people and stuff and I try to get them to apply God's word in their life and they come back a few months later and I said, did you apply? Well, sort of, kind of. This is not a sort of, kind of gospel. It is all in. I'm asking you, are you all in today? Are you all in? Are you willing to trust God with everything? You say, well, what do you mean? Are you trusting God for your eternal salvation? Let me ask you that. I pray that you are. If you're not today, I pray before before we end this service that you are. If you can trust God for eternity, can you trust Him with your health? Can you trust Him with your bank account? Can you trust Him with your marriage? Can you trust Him with your kids? Can, can you? Is He faithful? Amen. That's what I want you to see today. I want to take the message today and I pray that God just, just weaves this in our heart of that He is faithful. And when we can concentrate on the faith. That God, he even gives us a measure of faith so we can believe, man. He's doing the whole deal. Don't let fears multiply your problem, but let it uh, push you in deeper in your faith. Let's take a look at this. Fear can rob you. Isaiah 41.10, I got it, got it down here, man. You guys can look at this uh, when you get a chance. But it says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. If somebody asked you today, they said, Hey, Kenny, you think you're going to heaven? I know what my brother's gonna say. Without a doubt. Oh, because you, you go to keep the promise, church, right? Nope. Oh, because uh because you read the Bible a little bit now. Nope. Because I know that you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. That's it. That's it. I am not counting on anybody else, anything else, anything I do, anything other than the shed blood of Jesus Christ. How about you? And that he's risen again on the third day. Man, that's the whole message. You can listen to all this stuff. You got to get that message, man. You got to get that and grab hold of it by faith. Because when you do, it'll start shaking the fear off you. You say, all right, it's going to be good anyway. I've been to many, many, many hospital visits. Set with people taking their last breath. Some of the most amazing things I've heard is this. I talked to a guy not too long ago. He said, My prayer is that God heals me. But if He decides to take me home, it's good any way I go. He had made up his mind that His Lord was big enough to handle the whole situation. Hey, He wasn't quitting, He wasn't tapping out. He said, I'm good either way. Now, that's something. And let, let me tell you, he didn't quiver when he said it. He didn't say anything else. I don't know if I can say that. I, I'd like to think, yeah, you don't know what you're going to do till the time comes. That's why I'm telling you, gird up now so when the time does come, you got something in your spiritual tool bag to fight the devil with. Amen. That's what this message is about. So that you have your uh, spirit in, in tip-top shape. Amen. Take a look at this. Fear will hold you captive. Man. Have you seen people on TV, something happened to go, ah. Can't move. Scared straight. Boom. Now me, I usually run. Boom. Take it off, man. But I can't run fast enough to outrun the troubles of the world. I can't run fast enough to get to heaven. How about y'all? But I can believe quick enough for God to change my spiritual destination like that. I didn't say just pray. I said believe he said, believe. See, a lot of times this is what hurts more. heart. People say, Well, I, I said the prayer, did you believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ? I want you to hear that today. Did you, does that make sense to you? You say, I am trusting in the finished work of the cross. You say, Well, you, you really hammering that home. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because I want everybody that's in here to know. I want everybody that's going to listen to this later to know. Please share it. Because we want people to know. About the saving message of Jesus Christ. Because fear can hold you captive. But God's grace will set you free. Amen. I said there's nothing freeing in fear. Nothing freeing in fear. And I said fear is the opposite of courage. Let me tell you what. There are times that I don't feel very courageous. How about you guys? At all. There's some times that I've been hit with stuff so hard in my life. Which you guys probably had something even worse. I'm not saying that. Where I crawl up in a little ball like a baby and just call out on the Lord. Just being honest. Now, oh, I believe. I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, you've got to show up in this thing. But I don't understand. I shared this before. When Jesse was about five years old, they didn't know what was going on with me. They thought I was having seizures. They thought they didn't understand whatever. They wired my brain up to see if they could find anything. I'm not sure they did. All those different things. And many of y'all heard this story, but I'm going to tell you, that was scary. I would wake up out of a sleep, and I would be doing this. And he's like, what's wrong? I don't know. I don't know. My jaw was tight. Everything. I was just going like this. You know? And the time we get ready to call an ambulance, I'd be all right. And I'd have to sleep for the rest of the day. I had to call Tim to take me to the hospital one day. And is talking, is he okay? Is he okay? And he's like, he can hear you. I'm just like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I had not a clue. Let me tell you, scary. The job I have during the day, you can't have nobody doing that. I work with stuff that burns and blows up and things like that. And I thought, oh my gosh, what happens if I'm driving? What happens if I can't work? What happens if I can't provide for my family? Man, I'm telling you, woo looping, going like that, going like that. We went to a football game, halftime. I said, I got to go home. I said, I got to go home. I knew that I needed to just pray. I got on my living room floor and I crawled up in a ball and I cried out to the Lord. Lord, if you don't fix this, nobody can. I'd like to tell you that God just said, okay, you're good. It didn't happen like that. But i tell you what did happen like that. Is I realized that I couldn't fix it. I realized that the doctors didn't have a clue. I went to specialists. I went to a different places. I went to everything else. They didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew what was going on. But my doctor, Jesus, knew what was going on. And let me tell you, a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. God, I've never had a problem with that again. Amen. Give God a, a hand clap right there. So... What was my takeaway from that? When somebody says they got a problem, I'm listening. Because I know this. I want to have compassion. I was desperate. Anybody ever been in a desperate situation? Overwhelmed. Don't know what to do. And I don't know about you guys, but, but dads and, and guys, they, they did fix it people usually. You know, you kid breaks something, you bring it back, you go, oh, okay, I can fix that. Here you go, buy another one. <laughs> You know, you're working with that. But when things, when it's on your porch, it's different. But let me tell you this. God is the same. God is the same. I want you to hear that today. If you're going through things that just are overwhelming, I want you to know that God will give you courage. I didn't have no courage. Amen? I have courage now to know that God was bigger than my problem. Amen? God is bigger than our sin. Amen. God's grace is more than your shortcomings. Y'all hearing that today? Y'all are to be screaming, and jumping up and down. I'm telling you what. God is a God of order. God is a God of love. And God is a God of compassion. I want you to hear that. And you know what? When we get to this next slide, y'all are going to get ready to shout. Y'all ready? Talking about the courtroom. Victory is the verdict. We got victory in Jesus. What that guy say? No, I went to visit. He said, it's going to be good either way. Oh. He had already determined... I cannot lose with Christ. Even in this crisis, I can't lose. Now, I don't know how long it took him to come to that point. I don't know if, if everybody could, could could follow along with that. But that's the truth. So let's keep on rolling. Got a few things here I want to just blow through this. Be a good cheer and courage. Amen. Amen. I tell you, look at this. When you translate this word, I wrote this down in my notes here. Courage and good cheer means literally boldness and confidence. And the Bible, encourages is the opposite of fear. Are you boldly and confident in the goodness of God? Are you? Do you know that God is good all the time? You say, well, it doesn't seem like it's very good. I'm going through this tough time. No. God doesn't change. How many know it's a good thing that we serve a God that doesn't change? Everything else that I could think of changes. I'm telling you, things change, boy everything changed your interest rate will change your house payment will change right you can get a 30 yeah, this is great 30 year fixed note but your house payment more than it was a couple years ago oh but that's taxes I hope nobody from Verizon is listening but I'm going to go ahead and tell you they said Mr. Chapman you pay a lot for your phone bill I go yes I do I talk a lot and I'm under a different old plan the unlimited I need unlimited amen <laughs> the preacher need unlimited boy They said, but we got this new unlimited to save you a lot of money. Oh, it'll save you a lot of money. And then he said, but after you get the 22 gigs, we got to throttle it back. Oh, I got it. So your unlimited is really not limited. Your your unlimited is limited. Well, no. I said, you just told me you're going to adjust it if I go too far. That's limited. (laughs)
1: That's
0: limited. (laughs) I want to do the commercial. That's limited. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you go there, oh, no, 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 you're good until you get to about 22 years. And that is not just on my phone. That's on everybody's phone. I got five phones, man. Right? It ain't take no time, boy. Jessica smoked that off in no time. What is it, Instagram? Snapchat. That's what it is. I wanted to get one. He said, no, you too old. He said, you belong on Facebook. <laughs> oh, Yeah, Thanks. Kids will tell you the truth on them. Mm. He just doesn't want me to see those crazy videos. i watch watching you, boy. That's is. But isn't that something? I want to go back to that. I think it's a great application. that no one's was going to go there. God has the unlimited plan, He doesn't throttle it back. He doesn't say, well, you know what? You get about 22 gigs worth of sin, I'm going to have to dump you. You know what I mean? He doesn't say that. He's a man. at ain't looking good there, boy. Yeah, well, you over in your minutes. Stop praying. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Ooh, man. Oh, you want another line? Yeah, I'm praying a lot this this week. Or oh, $10 extra. You know? It's crazy. That's not it. God is unlimited with his resources. Moms and dads are limited with their resources. I'm going to say it again. Moms and dads are limited with their resources. That's that's why you go to community colleges instead of your regular college first. That's right. That's it. And everybody said amen. There we go. But you can be limited in your resources, but God is never limited. He's unlimited, man. I, you know, how many people, I, I look for a sermon in everything. You know, just like the phone stuff. But I thought But uh, That guy was telling me, yeah, but once you get to 22 gigs, we're throttling it back. And I thought, who's he talking to? Because you just miss me. Think about this. When you look to the cross, unlimited. His atonement for you is unlimited. That means that his shed blood purchased all your sin, all the sin of the world. All you got to do is believe it and trust that. I'm not going to have it easy all the time, but you're going to have a God you can go to anytime. Amen? Let's see what else we got here. I got some good scripture reading to go through. I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. God himself, his nature... His perfect plan, a few things there. That gives us the victory verdict. Every every time on the ground said, and nearly every situation when God says, Fear not, there follows a reason to have courage. And the reason is God Himself, His nature, and His perfect plan. See, when we know Him, we can be of good cheer. You look at the Bible and God says, Fear not. I don't know about this man. Everybody grew up different? But if my dad said, don't worry about it, I won't go worry about it. But I also knew my pops was was limited to things. Right? When your boss tells you, don't worry about it, that makes you feel good. Okay, don't worry about it. When God says, don't worry about it, that's the buckrow translation. Right? (laughs) Fear not. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Why are you going to worry about it? You know what usually follows that? I know, but. I say that all the time.
1: What you worry about?
0: Well, I know, I know God's good, and I know that, but, but, God, God is faithful, man. God is the one we're going to go to. God is the one that brings us the victory. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. I got some more scripture for you guys. God protects and guides. I really know it's great to have a have a bodyguard. anybody ever have a bodyguard? Me either. But Denise did. When I used to play at some of the places I used to play at when I was a rock and roller, she needed a bodyguard. But she didn't know it. <laughs> we were playing stuff like that, and she got to go to the bathroom. i would be jamming there. The, the guy, the, See, we were making the guy money. So he said, You stay up there. You stay up there. He got the guy with one of these. He said, When your wife goes that way, don't worry about it. And he meant, Don't worry about it. Right? <laughs> so Denise goes, she walked by, somebody go like that. The big guy, Woo, Woo, <laughs> the back there come on back, come on back, back over there, somebody get too close, Gary, Gary be over there, Gary, so you just thought Gary was just crazy, didn't you, you can sit over there like that, in sitting right there, no protection, all that right there, you said, what is that about, how much more protection has God got for us, Holy Spirit living in us, everywhere we go, you have God's protection, that's what I want, a lot of times I just try to bring things in to wrap our mind around the stuff, you know, think about that, just like Denise really didn't know all about that until years later. She said, well, you just let me go to the bathroom by myself. No, I didn't. I can't stop the song and go, excuse me, my mom wife's got to go to the bathroom. You know? But we had it covered. God has your situation covered. He covered it with the blood of Christ. He set us free, amen? God protects and guides Let's take a look at this. Philippians one 6 i I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Are you glad that he's holding things together? I am. Yeah. Amen. Are you glad that it's not based on how good you're doing? Pastor Buddy did not say live any way you want. You heard that, right? It did not say that. But it's based on God. Doing what he says he's going to do. The finished work of the cross. Let's keep on rolling. We've got a few more things here. Don't carry us too long. Psalm 34, 17 18. Giving you guys a lot of good scripture to write down and reflect on. Take a look at this. It, it says, The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the broken heart. Anybody ever had a broken heart? Oh, yeah, man. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Man. When I went home and rolled up in a ball years ago... And I didn't know what the next thing was going to go on in my life. I had a crushed spirit. I was scared. I was crying. I was upset. My wife couldn't fix it. My dad couldn't fix it. The doctors couldn't fix it. They didn't even know what was going on. Guess what? They still don't know what's going on. But God delivered me from that. Amen. And so when I go through different things, guess what? Wrote a whole lot of cool songs during that. Isn't it amazing that you start doing different things when when, when, the rubber hits the road, you start finding time for things. I go, Lord, I, forgive me. I, I've just been so busy. Isn't that crazy? You need a, you, the potter and the clay. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm just too busy. That doesn't even make any sense, does it? When we start seeing who God is, guess what? I'm going to make some time for what God says. Lord, multiply the time because I need some time with you. I need to be spending time with you. And look at this. He rescues those who have a crushed spirit. If you're here today and you've got a crushed spirit, know that God is in the rescuing business. Amen. I pray that that's comforting to you. i got some more scripture we we'll get ready to bring this thing home. Anybody doing good so far? Anybody been blessed so far? Let me hear you say amen. 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 Let's keep on going. Woo. That's fancy. How about that? Psalm 34, 1 through 8. I will praise the Lord at all times. Got to get an amen on that. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Boy, that would be a nice place to be, isn't it? He said He'll do it. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their face. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Man, that's a powerful one, isn't it? So many promises in God's word to us. I pray that through the things we talked about today, that you laughed a little. You know why? Because he said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, a lot of times if you can just laugh a little bit, you can forget about your problem and your heart will open up to the solution, which is Jesus. Amen? There's a method to the madness, okay? And it's all about getting you to understand and to receive the greatest blessing that God's ever given and it's his son, Jesus Christ. God is in control even when our life seems out of control. And I hope you guys hear that today. I had a few other things and we'll get ready to wrap it up. When I was looking through my notes, I had this from some time ago. And I said, you know what? This is worth sharing again. God understands. How many know that people might not have to to know everything, but it sure is good when they understand. They understand where you're coming from. They can relate to your situation. Amen. God is. In the midst of the deep sorrow, take a look at this. I want you guys to write some of these scriptures down. Because when times come, I want you to have something ready to roll. Psalm 56.8 says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottom. You have recorded each one in your book. God knows your heart. Amen. God understands. You've never cried a tear that God didn't know something about it. Amen. Can you imagine that? Think about that. That's just amazing. What about brokenness? Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saved the crushed in spirit. We just talked about that. Anybody ever been wounded? Usually by friendly fire. Psalm 1473 he heals the broken heart and he binds up their wounds. And I mentioned this earlier, desperation. Psalm 1425 I cry to you Lord, I say, you are my refuge, my portion, in the land of the living. I don't know what each one's going through, but I know a God that does the one true God the one that we lift up today, the one that we share today, the one that we want to exalt today. And i tell you what, His name is Jesus, the Son of God. Amen? And I pray today, as we get ready to bring this to a close, that you heard the message with your hearts. So now that you've heard the message, what is it that God is working in your life to do? What is the decision that you have to make? Is it that I need Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Amen. Psalm 150, Clash of December. There you go. (laughs) Is it that, you know, today that we need to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? I pray that everyone that hears this today will grab hold of what God has done. Is it that, you know what? You say, man, I've just walked away from the Lord and I need to get back with the Lord. He, he allows you turns, amen? Maybe you say, well, I, I just need to find a home church. Hey, we got, we got room. We'll make room, amen? We'll do two services. It don't matter. Whatever, whatever it is, God knows what he's doing. And he's got a plan for your life. And it's a good one. And I want you to hear that today. But it starts with receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for each one here and those listening. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, we can never sin too much, that you turn your back on us. But sooner is better. And I pray that today is the day that we call on the mighty name of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sin. That we put our faith and trust that we believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ in the finished work of the cross that you poured out your blood to buy us out of our bondage and our sin debt you said, what do I do buddy what, what, how, how, how do I go about that the Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead You will be saved he goes on to say in, in Romans he says whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved that means he died for everyone the question is will you receive that today I pray that you do. If you're here today and you say, buddy, I prayed that prayer today. And today I'm starting my life with Christ. We want to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. If you're online and you say, buddy, I prayed that prayer today. And I believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us know because we want to pray for you and encourage you. Get you plugged into a Bible believer church so that you can grow and abide in the Lord. So that you can be all that you can be in the Lord Jesus Christ. God has a task for you. He has a mission for you. And he made you uniquely and special for a time such as this. You're not listening by accident. You're not here by accident. This is an opportunity today to respond to what God is doing in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm gonna sign out. Yeah, give me a little hand (laughs) clap. I'm gonna sign out real fast for all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the message. If you get an opportunity, please share the message uh, and let God do a mighty work in your life. We love you and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.